Victory episode of the Seminole Insiders podcast. I'm Mario Masudi alongside Tim Linnefelt and Rob Wilson. Guys, let's just jump right into this thing. Florida State defeats Boston College, extends their chance for another bowl eligibility, and uh, it sets up a huge game against the Florida Gators and what's already usually a, a big rivalry, as we know. What do you guys think to start? What do you guys think the win over Boston College meant for this team this season? Rob? Okay, I'll go first. Well, first of all, it made this game important. You know, this game's not important if we don't win the last game. It's the old saying. Uh, you got to get there. It, it was it was really big for this team. You could, they were star for a win, clearly, uh, as a win over a, a top 20 program for the first time since, I guess, Michigan in the Orange That's Bowl right, yeah. for Florida State. Uh, that was a good Boston College team. I, I, you know, I don't know how people came away that saw it in person. There weren't very many of you there. But the ones that were there, uh, I, that was a good Boston College team. It was a legit win. It was a, a sign of progression. You know, I thought we were playing differently than we played three games ago, which is <clears throat> important and what you're looking for. And I, I just think it was, uh, you could judge it by the length of celebration after the game. It was it was a good time for everybody. It made the head coach dance, and that's always good. Yeah, I think that uh, just seeing, uh, I mean, look, they, they had their backs against the wall uh, with under three minutes to go. Uh, you know, you had to drive the length of the field. I mean, even Boston College's decision to punt, which I know we'll get into, I guess, a little bit later. But even still, Florida State had to go. 87 yards, I think it was, in, in two and a half minutes, give or take, uh, on a day when, you know, the offense, uh, you know, it wasn't super, super productive. It was kind of a defensive battle, you know, I think for both sides. Uh, and to be able to make a play that you had to have with your season essentially on the line and everything the last 36 years sort of weighing on your shoulders, uh, it's a heck of a play, a heck of a response uh, for them. And, and to just to kind of show that, uh, you know, that you could do it um, and, and beat a ranked team. And I think that you know, in a sense that um, it kind of puts the what came before it, meaning the the three game losing streak, into a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, yeah it does. Uh, because you know, two of those three games were against I think what we expect to be playoff teams. Now you say, all right, well, Florida State isn't in year in year one with Lee Taggart. It isn't up to the standard of a playoff team. Okay, fine, but it is up to the standard of a top twenty team. I think that's fair. I think Boston College is a legitimate top twenty-five team, and Florida State looked—you know—they certainly belonged with the, with them. So okay, now we got maybe a little bit more of an idea of a baseline, a floor, so to speak, you know, and, and say, hey, you know, it, you, you weren't as bad as you looked in those three games there, and and you know now it's something to build on, and so. And just three games ago, the coach questioned some players for quitting. That's you know we talked about how do you tell whether when do you quit. That's when you quit. With two and a half minutes left to go, you're facing 80 yards to go downfield and, and win the football game. That's when you get happy feet and, and you quit, and maybe you don't play as hard as you can. Or, having scored, the defense sits on its heels and lets Boston College make a couple of first downs and get a field goal, which was very much in their game plan. I'm telling you, when you got a tight end like Boston College had that can catch the ball, it is very hard to guard a tight end any time on the football field. If he's big, and their their guys were six four, six five, big dudes. All you got to do is throw it up there. You can't fight through them. So, you had a lot of elements fighting against you. Um, we didn't play well. I didn't think in the first half offensively at a couple of positions. The encouraging thing we talked about this before we started was there were plays out there. I thought that you know I thought our receivers. You remember roll back to last year. My big criticism was our receivers were never open. They yeah. never seemed to be open. We had guys open all over the field on Saturday. Yeah. And we had guys making plays. We had we had drops that, that really hurt us that could have 
changed the complexion of the game tremendously for, for Florida State. Maybe not made it such a close game at the end, but we made plays when we had to make plays. you got to take baby steps when you're you know, beating down the door of a losing season. You take everything you can get, and you don't minimize – uh, the progress that you made, and I, I saw progress. And you, I, I saw it on the offensive line. You know, the offensive line, what you say, Tim, has given up three sacks in the last three games? Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I, something like that. Anyway, they've gotten sort of gotten their act together, so to speak. Against That's a good Boston College. Both the defensive ends from Boston College will, will be on NFL squads next year. And uh, and that and and the the two guys in the middle, a little bit like our team, the two guys in the middle are hard to move out of the way. So it was it, th- that wasn't chop liver out there that they were right. blocking. Well, and then to kind of elaborate on that, you know, I thought a play that a couple that really uh, were indicative of what you're talking about. One was Cam Akers' long run. Right. Uh, for as tough of a year as he's had, there's been a few times, at least a handful, where he got free like that lost his balance and went down and he said oh gosh if he had just you know was it been able to stay up well, this time he did that was a really impressive play where he was able to keep his balance and and you know pick himself up because he looked like he was going to fall right, forward right. run for 55 yards you get a field goal which by the way ricky aguayo making three field goals you had to have him yeah. you know you win a game yeah. by one point yeah. that matters especially after they had one block talk about bouncing back and being resilient in that respect and then another play for a guy who you know has, has kind of caught some grief from a lot of folks in the fan base the catch that Nooney murray made uh, downfield. I mean, if he doesn't make that play, Florida State ends up punting. Uh, and, you know, I don't think it's too big of a stretch to say you're in pretty dire straits. Right. Because after on that drive was was when Florida State eventually scored the touchdown, and it was sort of game on. I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was a third down. you got to have it. And that's a ball, like, deflected off a defender into uh, your – I mean, it was yeah, falling tough. down. A really, really, really good catch. Um, and so, yeah, I, I agree. You know, look, there were, it was a time not all that long ago if you'd said, all right, this team, if they get down – eight points in the second half, uh, you know, you, you get your, you're kind of teeter-tottering, and if it goes the wrong way, right. you're probably going to lose by two scores. Uh, and, uh, and this time they, uh, they punched back and, and were able to, to come out with it. At 21-13, I think that at that point, uh, the way the last three weeks have gone, you know, many could have looked at that and went, could this be where this game unravels, right? Does Boston College come out after they get the touchdown, get a stop, and then put one more touchdown on the board where you go, ho-hum, this is how it's been? for the last month. I agree with both of you where this team deserved a lot of credit for not only coming back and getting points on the board, but how quickly they did it uh, right after going down 21-13. You mentioned the Cam Akers run. Uh, obviously, Florida State, this season on offense, its success rate is has not been able uh, to be very high. FSU can't go down to down, and they're, they're not going to march down the field on many teams. Uh, but well, the only Tigers even said that. That's not, right. that's not what they want to do. The, the explosive plays, though, as both of you have alluded to, that's where Florida State has really made its money this year offensively. I mean, I look at the stats, and FSU had 475 yards of total offense. It was over six yards per play, which against a, a good Boston College defense, yeah. that's, that's actually a really good mark. But as Tim alluded to, it didn't seem like the offense – looked great all game, and that's because of that success rate. But the explosive plays, when you had to have them, really made up. The Cam Akers run, Tamari Terry, obviously with that big catch to win the game. And I think for me, FSU found out, not just in that game, that, look, its talent is still Florida State talent, and they can go and win you some ball games. And I feel like that's where Walt Bell has done an excellent job over the last few weeks is putting his his talented players in positions to be able to go out and make plays. And I thought, you know, for the first time in a month, I thought FSU's offense, uh, I know, Rob, you and I talked about it, I thought for the first time in a month the play calling was phenomenal. I thought everything was set up perfectly to do something, and they executed. They executed when it mattered. The offensive line gave DeAndre time 
And DeAndre didn't start out so well, right? He didn't start out with his best game, had two early picks, but for him to remain calm, for him to never really give up, and for him to come through when it mattered most, I thought showed a lot of resiliency, and that's really been the theme for the last month is resiliency. Well, they, they, Couldn't have thrown a better ball to Tamori Terry, oh I know that. Oh my gosh, and that's not easy, I'm telling you folks. Yeah, yeah. Quarterbacks, you wonder why they get so much credit. He's got to hit that throw to hit win the game. Terry is phenomenal. How he doesn't see the field last year, I don't know. It's not too hard to line up and practice and run go routes with all your receivers and realize <laughs> better can, late than never. He can run. You know that the kid not. And I've said this on this podcast before. Not only does he does he get open, he makes catches with people draped all over him, including one that should have been a pass interference yeah. call in that game that that they didn't call down the sidelines. So it was a huge play. So, you know, I just I thought plays were out there to be made. You know, we've had games this year where you really didn't see plays right. that could be made. And I bet the coaches will listen to this and be frustrated by saying, oh, those are the same plays we've been calling. They're just, you know, players did their job, played better. Part of it, too. Well, you know, that's that's called maturing. It's called coming along. And I think, I think, I think maybe what we're seeing is the team has confidence in the coaching staff now. Coaching staff has confidence in a lot of the younger players. Man, I'm calling on the inside PA. Briggs is making play after yeah, play. Yeah, he played a ton. He played really well. You he had all Helton. these names that came. Gosh. And the shot that uh, that Helton Two takes of them. and stays up is uh, <laughs> mind-blowing. He, he that, is a slight man. He is not big. <laughs> but I tell you, he, 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 he's a playmaker. Yeah. And he's he scares you to death if you're the other team. I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. And, you know his deal, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's from, Derek Brooks. From, yeah, it's from Pensacola. Uh, yeah. Derek Brooks' and nephew. And a funny part of that is the coaching staff went to look at another player in Pensacola. And while they're talking to him, the the guy, the head coach they were talking to in Pensacola, we won't name who it was, but anyway, he's kind of a Florida State guy. And he said, listen, he said, there's a guy over at, it's Helton he's talking about, that nobody's recruiting. He said, the guy is, um, we cannot tackle him. Nobody in Pensacola can tackle the guy. So our coaches, to their credit, go over there and look at him. They start, they look at him on film. They look at him, they, uh, we like this guy. It's not till two, three weeks down the road they find out he's related to Derek Brooks and yeah. all that other stuff. So uh, that's encouraging that they saw that kind of talent and, and realized in this offense they can use it. But uh, I'm so impressed with some of the younger players answering. You know, we Gavin didn't have a catch, I don't think, no, I don't and think so. didn't play a whole lot. Campbell was out injured. Uh, but you had guys stepping up in, in the and getting open. There were people in the first half we couldn't hit them. They were open. Yeah. So uh, it's encouraging that players are out there. Uh, you would think maybe those plays will be available again against Florida. It's going to be a totally different game. You know, there's going to be a motion that neither team has has really played. You know, maybe Florida. You know, Florida had their game against Tennessee, which was emotional. We had our Miami game, which was very emotional. Both of us came out on different ends of the spectrum in that one. But uh, this one will be different on Saturday. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree completely. One one other thing on Boston College, and we want to switch forward. But oh, I, no, no, I thought yeah. to, to give credit. Sorry, I went, uh, no, that's I okay. went to Florida too fast. No, no I uh, I thought that uh, the game changed. I'd be curious to hear what uh, what Greg Fry had to say. But I thought the a big deal and underrated part of that game was bringing in Brady Scott <laughs> to play at right tackle. Uh, you know, for one reason or another, he didn't play against Notre Dame. Didn't start against Boston College. Um, man, I could again. I could be wrong. I'm not an offensive line guru, but I think he's a pretty nice player. Uh, and for a redshirt freshman who I don't think really factored into your plans this year, and if they did, it was as a guard and not a starting right tackle or not as a, a main right tackle. He's played pretty well, I feel like. Oh, yeah, uh, I think he has too. And, I think all of them are better, and the offense is better. I thought, you know, 
we we continue to hurt ourselves a little with those high snaps, particularly yeah. the second half. All of a sudden, you see Francois jumping for those snaps again. And when he ran the ball, he made some good decisions in the second half. I thought in the first half he could have run the ball a little bit more, but he really ran determined at times. And that's again that you're going to lay that down on film for the Florida coaches to look at and say, all right, we got to leave somebody home. Francois is starting to run the ball, so uh, you know it, it, both teams have a, a fight on their hands. You know, it, it's going to be. You know, pretty evenly matched, to be honest with you, coming in there. I, I don't know, uh, talent-wise, which way you go. I, I, I happen to think we're, we're uh, as talent, more talented than they are, but we'll see. I'm, uh, I'm excited for this game oh, and I'm because it's excited. the first time in a long time, that it's first, certainly the first Florida State-Florida game probably in six or seven years. Uh, I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. I have no clue. I really, you know, right now, uh, you know, a few days out from the game, to me it feels like a coin flip. Yeah. Um, I think that... You know, Florida's resume certainly in record is better, but I think that if you played, you know, if they played Clemson and Notre Dame and some of the other games that Florida State did, uh, you know, their record might be uh, might be pretty similar. So uh, a lot a lot on the line. I think it's pretty interesting. Obviously, of course, you know, Florida's playing. If they win, they'll they'll probably go to the Peach Bowl or something like that, which would be a pretty big accomplishment for them, considering they were four and seven a year ago. Florida State, we know everything on the line for for them with the with the bowl streak and all that. But then also, I think just in terms of you know, potential and, and I'm coaches will downplay had the significance of this, but uh, but I think for fans, you know, look if if a five and six team Florida State team that's won five straight and seven of eight over Florida knocks off an eight and three Florida squad and both programs in their first year under new head coaches, all that kind of stuff. Man, I think that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, right? oh, I, no question. And they can smell it. Yeah. You know, that, that that's the thing more than anything that Boston College win gave us is you, you can see you've got a goal. Yeah, I thought Taggart's two-game season was brilliant. Now he's got a one-game season to yeah. hammer on and a chance to link arms with, you know, Fred Bolitnikoff and Ron Sellers and Deion Sanders and Derek Brooks and all those guys link back through history. Is uh, These guys have a chance to continue the streaking and sort of get that awful monkey off their back that, that they would have with a yeah. loss. So, I, you know, I, and I think they'll feel every bit of that. But I think the energy in Doug Campbell will be – as high as it's been since, you know, as high when we played Virginia Tech in the opener yeah. for the first 10 minutes. No, I agree. Um, but uh, but there'll be a lot of energy there, and they can really feed off that. I think the early part of the game is critical for both teams. Yeah. Critical. Um, if the game stays close at half, I think it'll be close the whole way. Uh, but both teams have enough big play to kind of squirt out of there to a, to a lead. And we'll just have to see. Special teams are important. Our special teams were very poor against Boston College once again. Uh, you, you're, you're really just kicking the can down the road if you have bad special teams. They're yeah. going to catch up to you. I don't care if you're if you're Alabama. If Alabama had poor, poor special teams at some point, it's going to catch up to you. It's caught, not, caught up to great teams in the past. So, you know, you hope to minimize the errors. It's it's a game like that in a sense. It's not, it's not I don't want to say it's a game of who makes the fewest errors. I don't think it's going to be that kind of game. I actually think it's going to be a game of who's going to make some plays, which wideouts are going to shake loose. I know one guy they're worried about, and that's Terry number 15. So I, I would we'll be, see. That, that, that would be wise on, on their part. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's from a from a, just a, a neutral perspective, I mean, obviously that you know, nobody listening to this is a neutral, but like, man, it's gonna be pretty cool. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, I think there's a, uh, you know, forgive me, a Florida State coach. I think there's a pretty significant amount of pressure on both staffs. I mean, you know, for Florida State, the uh, you know, continuing the bowl streak and all that kind of stuff, beating Florida. But then, if you're Dan Mullen, you know, I think everybody certainly found you know outside of you know in the national scales so expecting. Florida to win this game. Okay, so you're expected to go on the road and beat your rival who you haven't beaten since the first Obama administration. No coach wants that type of expectation. I saw that. Somebody put it this way. 
2,190. When we kick off, it'll be 2,190 days since we've lost to Florida in yeah. football. Jaden Woodbury, who's starting would as be. a freshman. Would be. I'm sorry. Uh, Jaden would be 12 years old last time we lost to Florida. There you so, have it. you know, it, it. it kind of – I'm not sure – I get the sense that maybe Florida fans have a better – feel for that than Florida State fans. You know, it doesn't yeah. seem like it's been that long to Florida State fans. I'm sure it feels like it's been that long to Florida fans. I, but I say, like, if you're if you're a Florida fan, you're probably confident, but in the back of your mind, you're oh. thinking to yourself, oh, boy. You're, yeah. You're, you know? You're you're uh, headed to Doe Campbell uh, cringing the whole uh, you time. Never, you never, you never <laughs> want to be expected to yeah. win on the road against one yeah, of your we've rivals. We've been in that role sure, many for times, sure. and it's no fun. What do we know about these Gators? We know Felipe Franks is that quarterback. They've got a pretty good rushing attack with P. Ryan and Scarlett, a couple of talented wide receivers. This is a Florida team, I think. Really good offensive line. Yeah, and yeah. I know, again, this is a Florida State podcast, but I think Florida deserves credit for what they've done this year. Oh, they, no Mullen. question. It's the he's, first year. They have looked. They have more of a pulse than they've had in, in a few he's, years. He's a good football coach. Uh, th- their running game to me is scarier than Boston College. Even though Boston College is a running offense, mm-hmm. had a great big back, I don't think that's the kind of guy that's going to beat us, although NC State used one to beat our <laughs> doors in. Neither but, here nor there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what I'm, I'm trying to say that Boston College's offense, while better probably, was less scary to me because P. Ryan has great speed. So one missed tackle, one non-fundamental tackle, and he's gone. Same thing we present with Cam Akers. If you don't tackle him right, he's gone. And uh, those kind of guys scare me potentially more than a big back who's going to grind out 140 yards. Well, and I, I do think the way Florida runs the ball, uh, and you know, if you're an astute Florida State fan, if you remember those Florida offenses under Urban Meyer with Tim Tebow and all those guys, that was Dan Mullen calling plays. Yeah. So you've, you've seen what they do. Now, granted, they don't have the same level of talent there, at least not yet, but that's what they like to do. I think the way Boston College runs the ball, as good as they are at it, I think suits Florida State's defense a little bit better. It's pretty yeah, simple. Exactly. You know, I thought I thought Florida State's linebackers played really well exactly. because they could just sort There's of play no the man. Right. They knew, yeah. Exactly. Uh, whereas Florida, and, and Willie Taggart even said it in his press conference. Somebody asked him. He, it was a funny moment. Somebody said, uh, "How similar are uh, are Boston Colleges and UFs?" Uh, Offenses and Leo's not similar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so completely so, dissimilar. So Flo- Florida's going to spread you out. They're going to create some some uh, some some numbers disadvantages and some space mismatches. And now you're going to have to kind of read and react and, and and figure out where the ball's going and you know try to make plays in some where they're going to put you in bad leverage situations or bad number situations. You know, it's a math type of game, and so uh, that'll be a little bit different. Uh, you know, we'll... the other thing that scare that, that concerns you with Florida is they're very. Used and Mullen is very comfortable playing things close to the best. Yeah. The old, I'm okay with the 17-14 lead. I'm okay with a you know a slow moving game. He he has that comfort level. That's one of the things. If you're in the SEC, that one of the things that was frustrating, quite frankly, with our previous head coach was there was that comfort level of let's not make take any risk and let's just play this close <laughs> to the best and let somebody win in the last well, five you, minutes. And you certainly probably learned that coaching at Mississippi State, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how you have to attack it. Yeah. You know? So there's a comfort level there. Um, that I don't think our program has no. by any means. Certainly not the fans, and certainly not not the media. But uh, you know, I just don't think that's our game. So that's why you know it, it is it is concerning that a tight ball game to me plays a little bit more into Florida's hands uh, because that's sort of their chosen style. I think whereas we're we're obviously have been very clear in the fact that we'd like to score and score fast. So we'll see. I, I I'm very excited about. The game. I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. I think we all know. Uh, Felipe Franks, uh, who's a local kid uh, right. from down from Crawfordville, not too far from here, uh, has had his share of struggles this year. But uh, you know what's interesting is if you look at his numbers, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, I, he almost gets a bad rap. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure it's all 
Felipe Franks' fault. The thing that scares me about him is he's tall, yeah. so he can see over the mess. You know, mm-hmm. he, he can see. And I, I thought an advantage that Blackman had when he played this yeah. year in the one game. You're tall enough that all that stuff in front just kind of fades away because you can see over it and pop it. Yeah. Um, so all the all the stuff that can that can interfere with a shorter quarterback. Uh, doesn't bother those guys. Now, right. it all depends on how they execute and how they play. You're going to catch the ball. You can't have drop. Whoever drops the ball the fewest times, whoever has fewer penalties, boy, we've done better with the penalties, I tell you. Yeah. In fact, no, the anomaly right. now is that Clemson and NC State, we get 16 and 17 penalties or something ridiculous like that. Other than that, all our games are pretty much similar number, five, six, seven penalties. Yeah. Uh, no penalties are good, but uh, we, we really have clean, played a cleaner game here the last couple of games. For sure. Uh, no, I, I agree completely. Um and uh, you know, particularly on defense, where you know some of those yeah. penalties would just kill you. I'm I'm curious to see Florida State's pass rush, uh, Brian Burns, and and some of those interior guys, what they can do to pressure Felipe Franks. I think I mean like any quarterback, if you want to get pressure on him, particularly one who you know has had, I think it's fair to say, an uneven career. Right. The other side of that is that Florida's offensive line might be. Well, I don't know if they're better than Alabama's, but they lead the Southeastern Conference in tackles for loss allowed. They allow the fewest tackles for loss. They're good. So I think that matchup with, with uh, Florida's offensive line against Florida State's defensive front, uh, you know. Yeah, three, three pretty important. seniors, a junior and a sophomore on that starting five. Yeah. So, and senior line. day. We have senior day yeah. against Florida again. Got a couple of seniors. What did, what did Notre there? Dame have, 31 of them or something? Oh, man, they trotted they out. They're, they're still announcing the seniors from, from the Notre Dame game. We've got set, we only yeah. got 17. Well, so. they do things a little, and this is a digression, but they, they do things a little screwy up there. with their, They don't do red shirts until after yeah, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Right, so right. Gators, Knowles. You got Senior Day, you got Bull Streak on the line, and of course, bragging rights. So get all the trip the fan out of your system. Yeah, get Noon out of game. Here. Let's play. Let's yeah. play football. Now, another big game coming up uh, for, for a Florida State Athletics team soccer playing against Penn State for a chance to go to the College Cup. Something ridiculous I saw. Florida State's made 12 quarterfinals in 14 years under Mark Krikorian. A, a thrilling win over USC this weekend. He deserves all the credit in the world. One of the best coaches on this campus. Well, no, and then you think you factor in that their, their starting goalkeeper, Brooke Bollinger, hasn't played uh, in the NCAA tournament, I don't believe. And, and you know, you, you send a, a reserve keeper into penalty kicks against uh, USC and, and come out with a win. I mean, that's at that point, you know, uh, going into that 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 frame with the penalty kicks. I don't know that the odds are in your favor, given the experience and the pressure and all that. Uh, but uh, but she made the big save, and, and USC didn't just miss. Uh, she made the save, and uh, and Florida State was able to, to win. So uh, really really impressive there, and a, a cool matchup against Penn State too. Uh, a, a really good program. Um, and uh, obviously some, some national ties. champions a couple of years ago, Penn right? State. Right, and, uh, and some ties there uh, uh, yeah. between uh, Florida State's coaching staff and Penn, Penn State's State. head coach used to be an assistant under Krikorian. Uh, we're playing at home. What a fantastic experience for our team! If we, the winner of the match goes on to the College Cup. USC was number six in the country. We were number five in the country in that game, and it came down to, uh, as you mentioned, the penalty kicks. Every bit as exciting as it ought to have been. Florida State probably should have been in the lead in regulation we had a lot of play around the the goal that we just couldn't <laughs> yeah. get anything to go in and sometimes uh, in soccer those things even out and maybe we'll see a little bit more offense against Penn State but uh, yeah hats off to just I mean we say it but to to stay at that level 
of uh, of performance in any sport is what's tough. You know, people can peak. You know, you can have a college of Charleston win the baseball yeah. college World Series, but they're not going to go to the college World Series ten out of twelve years. And and for uh, Krikorian and our soccer program to to do that is is really remarkable, particularly with the fact that he has internationals that go out and play for their. You know, there's a lot of flux in his lineup during the year, and yeah. a lot of adjusting that he has to do during the season. So. Yeah, tremendous, and as you pointed out, which is so important, got a backup goalkeeper in there. Who, uh, if you get a chance, go online to Seminoles.com and check out her save on on the next to last uh, uh, penalty kick, where she just kicks it out of the uh, pushes it out of the goal rather. Yeah. And she guessed right going to her right. It was fantastic, phenomenal. So Florida State, Penn State, Friday, two p.m. Two, yeah, two o'clock. It's Black Friday. People come to the game. You can mess around on Amazon or BestBuy.com right on your, your phone. Seat. Get all your deals. That's fine. Right from your seat. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to go places anymore. Come to the soccer complex. You can still buy your Xboxes or whatever you want. And iPhones and and and, uh, and cheer on the soccer. I think team. only people just buy droids. I mean, is that what they, it is? Uh, the they, drones. Uh, drones. Yeah. Yeah. Drones. Yeah. That all it is. Yeah. So anyway, if uh, if it's anything like today, it'll be a beautiful day, great day to be out there. And uh, look, man, if they win, they're going to the College Cup. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Another team that's got a, a big weekend. Florida State basketball goes down to Orlando Advocare Invitational. Uh, Florida State's the highest-ranked team in that tournament. Villanova falling out of didn't the top see that 25. Coming. No, you didn't. Uh, I saw Ken Palm had Florida State at number eight. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, what are you guys looking forward to, to to find out from this Florida State team? Three games in four days, I believe. Three games in four days, and then, uh, yeah, three games in four days. That's right. And then we play Purdue coming off that. Back yeah, at home. ranked team. So yeah, it, it's just more progression. Our t- our team looks. They look like a million bucks. There's yeah, no they look, yeah I, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. They look so mature and so, you know, good basketball and a good basketball team handles a, a, a Canisius like we did. You know, it was kind of like we couldn't get away from them, couldn't get away a from good, them. A good Canisius and, team. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, bang, it's it's a blowout. So uh, really enjoying watching this basketball team play, really interested in seeing what they do. It's a road, you know, it's away from home. It's not really a road game because it's away mm-hmm. from home. There'll be small crowds. They're playing at Disney at Lake Buena Vista. So but but really important basketball. So they've got a chance to really find out where we stand. But I I, I think everybody's pretty comfortable. With no, I agree. I, you know, I was uh, I covered the game against Canisius the other night, and I'm probably going to sound a little bit foolish or make myself sound foolish. But I was as impressed with what they did in that game as I was uh, against Florida. I thought, look, Canisius was a good, solid team. Yeah. I mean, they have two guards, both two. They're two starting guards, put their names in the NBA draft last year. They ended up coming back to school, but they're professional. Yeah, quality guards. Number I don't, 15, right. it, it was terrific play. Yeah, and I don't know if they're going to go to the NBA or not, but they're going to get paid to play basketball, right. I promise you that. Uh, I thought their ball movement was really, really good. They really tested Florida State's defensive principles. And But but the other side of that is I thought Florida State played so hard on defense. The switches were there. Uh, the, you know, the, the diving for you, – you, you saw P.J. Savoy yeah. diving yeah. for loose balls at the scorer's table, you yeah. know. I mean, he's a completely different guy. Every guy that put in the game – Plays hard from the second he hits that yeah. court, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I, uh, I love the uh, I love the <laughs> quote from uh, from Canisius coach uh, Reggie. Well, I can't remember his name. Weather Reggie Witherspoon. He had two awesome quotes that were, were just fantastic. One was he talking about Florida State's depth. And he said that it was like every every player that they brought in, it was like they were already riding a train that was already going full speed, just whoosh. Yeah, you know, that's that, exactly what it felt like. Right, uh, yeah, yeah. Good was, description. And then, and then he uh, he said this one was a little bit better. I'll try not to screw it up. He said that if, uh, if somebody came from Mars, uh, a basketball coach from Mars came and wanted to learn the game, and said, uh, "Show me what it looks like for teams to play hard." And he says, "You would show them a DVD of uh, a Florida State basketball." And it's a pretty long-winded way of getting there, wow. but I, you know, I can't think of any uh, better uh, compliment. And, wow. I, and I suspect 
that uh, that when Leonard Hamilton is is you know laying in bed scrolling through his Twitter feed like I'm sure he does, uh, he sees that quote on there and maybe smiles to himself because I can only imagine, you know, I, there there can probably be no better compliment that a coach wants to hear than man that team plays really hard. Yeah, exactly. And they're not getting yelled at by the. I mean, the yeah. coaches aren't having to encourage them. I haven't. I've seen less interaction between a coaching staff and the guys on the floor yeah. than, than ever before. They they go, go, go. Well, and so, and the so only time they look over there is when, when it's stopped for yeah. some reason for a foul or something. There There's no there's no effort having to be made by the coaching staff to say push up on D or whatever. Yeah. It's it's go time. When you, and you can't do that if you only trust your rotation to go six or seven deep. Correct. But they're playing 11 players. Yeah. And, and all 11 scored. Right. You know, Wyatt Wilkes is raining threes from, yeah. you know, and, and Fiondu Kevin Gilly. I watched him in warm-ups. Yeah. That's not a fluke. That no, he can shoot. Can shoot. No, they uh, they uh, they said. I remember saying. I can't remember if I was talking to uh, to Cy Charlton Young or, or Coach Gates, one of those guys. But they said that he they really like him as a shooter, yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, okay. But now, then you see some of the shots he knocks down, and you know, guys in his face. Terrence Mann uh, buried a three pointer, had a guy oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. And just pulled up, First shot time. it right in his face. Right? Oh, all right, no, you hadn't <laughs> seen that before. Uh, but uh, but but yeah, and then I you know I want to talk about uh, Fiondu, Kevin yeah. Gilly. I mean. Talk about a guy coming off the bench, score 18 points. Gave him, you know, look, it was a, it was a, the Florida State trailed by two, uh, six or seven minutes into the game, and I thought he gave him a big boost uh, with that dunk that he threw running down. The floor so hard. No, and for a, he's six ten, you know, he's he running and, like crazy. And uh, I remember he he goes up and throws down the dunk, and the poor kid from Canisius tried to tried to to him up, and he just goes flying <laughs> and gets uh, gets called for a foul for his trouble. And you'll take a personal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but then uh, but then in the second half uh, when when Canisius cut it to six. Uh, they res- they responded again. It was it was Fiondu uh, with with a play down low, and then uh, they were able to kind of pull away. So a really impressive win. I don't know that you could ask for a better start uh, through three games. No, absolutely. So you got Florida State going to the Advocate Invitational. Florida State soccer against Penn State, and then it's the Knowles and the Gators this week from Doak. Guys, we're on iTunes. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Before we talk to you. Next week, go ahead and give us five stars, and we appreciate your listen- listenership always. For Tim Winnefelt, Rob Wilson, I'm Ari Masudi. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.